Hello everyone, and welcome to Pocket Thoughts. A little note before we begin today's show, we had some issues with the audio and there's some overlapping during the show, so you'll sometimes hear questions answered before they were even asked. As a warning, it may sound a little confusing at some points. Other than that, we have a great show for you guys today. We learn about Joey's epiphany that he had over the weekend, and then we go down a rabbit hole we were discussing at the end of episode 12. We talk about where we see ourselves in the next 5 to 10 years and how we plan on getting there. Bobby then uses that and takes a look into my life and what I want my future to look like and how much I would need to make to live that lifestyle. I would encourage all of you to do this because the number will surprise you. Later, we talk about what we need to do to make time during our day for what we're passionate for even if it's just 15 minutes. Enjoy the episode and let us know what you guys thought. talking on our last episode about a rabbit hole we were going to go down about our five-year, 10-year plan, what that should look like. Joey, pose it in a better question. All right. Last week, we ended with me chatting about uh, how I had um, no idea how to go about putting together a five-year, 10-year, two-year, any-year plan, long-term plan, really, how to go about that, where to start, what to target. I've looked at it uh, a little bit, done a little research on the on the topic, and found some some useful, helpful tips. And I wouldn't call it like an epiphany of what I've come to, but <laughs> like I think that's a little major, <laughs> a little too intense of a term. I like what I've discovered, and I'm hoping to put into practice. But do you guys want to, uh, Bobby or Brady? Do you guys want to start? Um, one of you guys just kind of <laughs> giving an idea of maybe how to make a long-term plan, whether it be five-year, ten-year, whatever it may be. I think it would be better to start with the epiphany. Ooh. Don't put me in the spot. <laughs> that's my, that's, it's not like... That's I, my life. My life is on the spot. Uh, basically, and it's not even that, like, it, it should be common sense, but I just wasn't thinking about it. And... Basically, my epiphany was that, yes, I'm working hard. Yes, I'm continuously learning. But in what direction am I doing that? What's the end goal? What's the bigger picture? Doesn't mean I'm not improving myself right now, but I'm, there's no end game here. And it's hard to measure how I'm improving and my milestones to hitting that end goal that's non-existent right now. I'm just continuing to do things which isn't to say that I don't like what I'm doing it's just I want more direction and I feel like that'll give me such more clear of an idea of what I should be doing in the present that was my quote-unquote epiphany <laughs> brilliant <laughs> I mean but but actually seriously I'm surprised at how many people don't have that I honestly I don't know how I could wake up every morning and work hard every day without a vision to follow. It would feel like I'm doing it every day with the only goal to retire and die. Like, I mean, without a vision to follow, I just, what purpose is there? Just like you said, there is no purpose. And having the ability 
I, I don't think people actually take enough time to do this. You know, I think some people use the phrase, when you go on a 10 day trip, you spend the first day or day and a half before you leave planning your journey, kind of. And I'm really surprised that people don't plan their life journey before they go on this super long trip because there are so many things they could do at the age of 15, 20, 25 that hinders their lifelong vision. And I know me personally, everything I do falls along my vision path or basically my ultimate goals. And every person I talk to, I want it to lead in a direction that ultimately leads me down that correct pathway. And we can go more in depth on top of that, but I want Brady to touch on your epiphany. I'm just curious because I agree that I think that's, uh, I think it's crazy. Do you think, and you might have said this or, or maybe not, do you think that like you feel like you're, after your epiphany, that you just feel like you're working hard just for the sake of working hard, like knowing that you're working hard. Like it doesn't matter. I think a lot of, and I'm asking because I think I like, I think a lot of people do this is the fact of like, as long as I'm working hard, I'll be okay. You know, hard work pays off and it doesn't matter like where I'm going as long as I'm putting in the effort and like, I feel like I'm putting in the effort, then like everything's going to shake out. But the problem presents itself exactly what you said that and what you said is what people don't recognize is that if you tee up on the tee box of a golf course and you just hit it in a random direction, you're not going to make any more. Like, it doesn't matter if you drive the ball 450 yards. If you're not aiming at the pin, it doesn't fucking matter where your ball goes, you know? And I feel like that's how a lot of people work. They just think like, oh, I'm just going to like put my head down and work hard and that's going to get me to where I want to be. But the truth of the matter is, Yes, you might not hit that exact point, but if you're not at least like aiming at a target, you're not even going to come. Like, where are you going to end up? You don't know. It's just going to, your work's just going to take you wherever it seems to go. And I'm just curious if with your epiphany, that sounds like what you, I, I don't know. Wait, really yeah. quick. Can I ask a question on top of that? Just because it kind of goes with it. So does that also mean, do you believe Brady, people that don't work with a vision, are they working just to work the hours or are they working to complete tasks? Because I look at a lot of people and how they work. And like, I see a lot of people work to put in their eight or nine hours a day, but they're not working to complete this task, this task, this task in a sense where if it's task based, some days should take people 12 hours and other days should take people three hours, just depending on how good you are at something. And yeah. I was just curious at if that's a, difference maker as well because I was just kind of reading a lot about that this week so I was just curious for you and Joey and then Joey can also go into his epiphany even when you say task I think a lot of people do work to accomplish tasks now I could be wrong at that but I see a lot of people that I think work to accomplish tasks but tasks that may not be getting them to their five-year goal or their 10-year goal so you could work for the next two weeks on a task but that doesn't mean it's going to get you closer to your goal. That's just the feeling of accomplishment that I completed a task. Mm -hmm. Like it still doesn't mean there's direction behind it. But I get, I get, I think what you're saying is a totally different point. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, Joey, you can go now. Sorry, I was just curious. I guess to some extent, it was just working hard to work hard, and I was trying to put myself in an environment where I felt like if I worked hard, opportunities would present themselves. So no, didn't have an end game. Currently don't have an end game. And this is the whole point of this discussion today. I'm, I'm trying to find it. And yeah, basically it was almost just, yeah, I'm working hard. 
good things will probably happen since I'm working hard. There's a better chance that more opportunities are going to present themselves. And I guess that was it. Yeah. And I think that's true, too. Like, I don't hamper that idea of like, I think if you do, if you work hard, opportunities are going to present themselves. They just might not be like exactly what you're looking for for your goal the best way. I mean, to be completely honest, like I have times when I get caught up in like, well, I don't really know where this is going, but like, I'm just going to put my head down, get some work done. And so Brandon, are you in the same boat or not having a vision that you follow? However so you like, describe okay, cool. it. I've got a job and making money. Let's just see where this goes. And now I'm like, okay, that's not any way to treat it because it's just going to be shitty every day and now i've kind of realized like where i can go within the company I've, I've taken the steps to be like okay there is a pathway to get there and now that i kind of have that in front of me and not just waiting around for things to come up i think that's made it a lot easier to see a vision of where i can go but still like i'm only at like step one of like this is where i want to be i don't know if i'll like it and if i do then i mean i would know where it goes after but it's Okay, so where do you, I guess we're just going to do this during the podcast and people will find it valuable. But I'm curious then, Brandon, where do you see yourself someday? Long ways, like what would be the big win for Brandon's life? And Joey, what would yours be? And helping them grow. I think it's just something that I've kind of noticed that I like doing from seeing from like our supervisors do it. But I don't want to be basically not saying like the people that are just coming into the company because I'd like to start off that way just to get a feel for it and then go from there and kind of help people advance in their career, make them better. Because I know there are like people that I'm working with now that I'm like, okay, like you're super smart. You can do way more. And it's kind of trying to push them to be better, even though I probably could do that myself. I don't know. I kind of can see myself going down that path some way. I don't know what the title would be or where it would take me, but that's just kind of where I see it. So do you want uh, material things too? Do you want a house on Lake Minnetonka or a nice car? Yeah, I think that would be nice. That's why I'm curious. I would want to work towards that. And I know it would be a lot of hard work, but I think getting that far up, you'd kind of realize what is more important. At least I think for me, is like, I don't really want, even though I have expensive truck right now monthly but i don't really want that anymore now that i have it because i know that it's really not worth it to be paying that much when i could just be driving anything else how much are you paying for your truck uh 4.59 a month for how um, for what's the payment like length three years i don't know it's just stuff like that like what else are you thinking bobby I'm just kind of curious because if you have an idea of what you want, like we did in the airport, your ideal life would be, I can't remember what you said, but at one point you said, you know, I don't know how many kids you want. I don't know what you want to do for travel, but I always think like this is an interesting route of knowing what you kind of want in your future. And then you break that down and then it kind of shows to get to that point, what you would have to do within the company you work in currently. So you would know what that position yep. is you have to get to. You would know how early you'd have to get there. You would know what steps you have to take in this moment to get to that spot. That's why I'm always curious. And <laughs> um, now I'm just wondering, so what, what do you want? Nice where do you, where do you want to live? I don't like, I mean, like... This is, okay, so bef- before you go into this, because I, I, I feel like you're having a tougher time with this. I think... No, I, no, 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 I don't mean like you're having a tough time with it. I'm just saying like, to make it very simple, like... In five years, 
if you could paint the picture and snap your fingers and it happened, what do you want? Whatever Bobby was saying, I'm just saying like whatever that five year, ten year so you're is going like with five years what, or like, someday. If you could if you could write it down on a piece of paper, snap your fingers and make it happen, what do you want yeah. that to be? Yeah. That's, so that's I just would like just a simpler do... way of just like, oh well, I like yeah. I could do this, I could do that. I would like a nice house on a lake, not Minnetonka. It's too busy. Yes, in Minnesota. But like, what's considered a nice house? How many square feet? Probably, I would say the size of my parents. You want like it to be like the Ralston, something like that, but maybe a little bigger, two floors. And you want it on a lake? Yeah, Brady, I get what you're saying. Where it's just like, what do you want someday? And it's interesting for like you and me because if you told me what do you want someday, I can say this house, this many trips with this many kids, with this dog with this dog food, with these monthly bills, blah, 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 blah. But I'm learning, and we do this, at least when we're mentoring people in startups, and you and I talked about this too, but like I basically walk through with all of them, what do you want so we can break down what your expenses would be, and then we go from there. And like there's all the essential things in life. So like I did with Brandon at the airport, and we're going to do it here again now, is we're going to go through the breakdowns <laughs> because we're idiots and we did it at the airport and we yes. didn't write it down and stick it on Brandon's Three. forehead. So, hey, ladies out there. So, <laughs> Brandon, do you want kids someday? Whoever needs How many? some kids. Okay. Cars? Jeep Wrangler. Do you guys want to travel? Yeah, we'd like to travel. How many times? Three times. What other basic functions are there, Brady? Part of it. I mean, I know there's also food the and stuff part. like that, but I'll just throw that in. Are you going to yeah. pay for your kid's college? Kind of have. Yeah. I'll need a boat, too. One boat? What is it? Do, oh, yeah. uh, what kind? Yamaha. Just one? No, nope, pontoon. What is your yeah. charity schedule? Are you I just don't thinking know about what. giving a percentage away or much. anything like that? What is average? I don't care where you would give it. I'm just curious. It's so dependent. I was going to say I mean, that. I know a lot of people that give 10%. Usually high for most people. Is, is 2%? That's also a lot. So... Two percent sounds good. Brandon, how big is this cabin going to be? I have no idea. Or do you have a price range of what you imagine a cabin being? A smaller cabin or like a house cabin? Say like a house cabin, so the kids can bring some like, friends. All right, so we're talking like another half a million dollar place. <laughs> yep. You're gonna pay for half of college, you said, Brandon. Yeah. How long are you gonna live? I'll, Sorry. Until I'm probably a hundred. If you live on a lake and stuff, you're gonna give your kids uh. a lot of what they want, right? Like we're talking put likely Catholic school. school, stuff like that, or private school. Probably not. But you might. But I might. <laughs> yeah, but you're probably acting. not going to skimp on them overall, correct? And how many Average years do you think you're going to work? Probably work till I'm 60. Okay. So if we look at your life starting tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, over the next 75 years, you're going to have to make four hundred sixty to $660,000 a year. If you want to live at a very, <laughs> this whole expensive yeah. life form until you're 100. Because that 100-year-old is a lot. So if we look into it, the average house right now, that's 4,500 square feet on a lake. And that's coming in at about 600 to 800 bucks a square foot when you build it. So that means your house is going to be $2.3 million, just the building cost. And an acre on a lake nowadays on average is around a $700,000. So that means 
your house is going to be worth about three mil. You're probably going to take a loan out on that because you do take loans out on things, which means over the lifespan of a 20 to 30 year loan, your house is really, or you're going to end up paying $6 million on that house. <laughs> and that's before taxes being taken out. So you have to make about 12 million, basically 12 million in cash to pay for that house. Three kids on average and a very upper <laughs> class society, which you would be in because, well, you have a, really like a $6 million home. Um, that means over the lifespan of your kids, you're gonna spend about 2.1 million on your three kids. Your cars are nice and cheap at 120,000, but your travel over the lifespan with those children are, is gonna come in at about 2 million at an estimate of about $10,000 a trip, which isn't insane because, I mean, unless you're just, you're talking about driving down to Iowa, if you're going to Cali, you're looking at plane tickets at like five to $800 a ticket and you're going to have to buy five of them, and then you're going to have to do living on top of that and your fun things. And you're paying for half of the college tuition. You're looking at 300 k which would be cheap. Your pontoon, I don't know what you wanted to buy for a pontoon, but we just put it in at eighty to 90000 Your cabins, a half a mil. You're going to take a big old loan out on that because you're going to be short on cash, so that's going to turn into a million bucks. And then because you're living in that type of world with your expenses, your real estate taxes, your gas bill, X, Y, and Z, common living expenses for you is gonna come in at about 300,000 a year and you're gonna live for 75 years from this exact moment. So it's gonna cost you a bit to cover that. Therefore, over your next, you or over your lifespan life? here, you're gonna to have to make 34 to $49 million. Let's just say that you're at the lower end of that. That would mean every day, seven days nice. a week you're gonna have to start making twelve hundred dollars a day i think when people think about that like you can manage people and make that much money which is great but then it comes down to how do you manage your money outside of that and that's where i think a lot of people make mistakes because to look at that and think that you're gonna make four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars a year over the span of your career that's just not gonna happen i mean maybe it will for you but for the average person it's just not gonna happen and the only way that people allow themselves to make that amount of money and not have to be there at work is by, I mean, really investing wisely. So like, I always think it's really interesting. Like I would encourage you to understand what you want and understand that you have to climb to a pretty high position within your company and ask yourself, how high would I have to climb mm -hmm. the company? Yeah. And how much am I willing yeah. to save every day to ultimately fund my future? So like, when you think about how much you have to oh, make, like, you're gonna have to yeah. manage what? A couple hundred people to get that pay. And when you think about it, is that how many people you're willing to manage? And the thought sounds um, scary, but if I get there, then I get there. I mean, originally I was thinking smaller, but if that's, I mean, what it takes, I would eventually figure out how to do that and make it work. And that's what I think is interesting because I think if people actually create like the someday goal or the items that they want, like you have two options when you look at it. You look at it and go, hey, I really want that. I want those things and I want that life. Therefore, this discomfort I feel at this yeah. exact moment, thinking about managing 100 and 200 people, that's definitely worth it. I'm ready to feel that risk and I'm gonna have to start that tomorrow. Or the other option is, you know what? That's really freaking scary. I don't know if I'd be happy managing 200 people. Yeah. What could I live without to diminish that someday goal and make my today goal more manageable? Because that's where I also think like, you see this right now 
and you think, okay, yes, someday I could manage 200 people. But then you think about it and you go, mm-hmm. for me to make yeah. this amount of money, yep. that someday needs to be relatively soon. Like it needs to be in the next 10 years. Then at that point, I would honestly just pick someone within your company, like the position you want to fulfill, right? Or the role you want to play. Yeah. And just go up to them and ask them exactly what they did to get to that role. Like, what did their journey look mm-hmm. like? And if they did it over 30 years, you can't do it over 30 years. Like, you don't have that time. Like, you would need to hear their life story and how they, like, you would want to know every step. Yeah. Like, where did they start? How long were they there? What did they do? And then you would need to fast track that to get there sooner. And like, if you actually, actually, actually took the time to do that, and I know it'd be like an uncomfortable day, but if you took the time to do that and wrote it all down and mapped it, every single quarter, you would be able to see where you were on your life journey. You would be able to see if you were behind, if you were ahead, if you need to make changes, if you need to pivot. In my opinion, and this is what gets me out of bed every morning, like I get amped to get out of bed because I see where I'm at on the journey and some days I'm way ahead and two months later I might be way behind mm-hmm. but that challenge I feel like it it's gives good me stuff. purpose I've kind of started doing that with implementation group that like a guy in my area went to and I like put down in my personal development plan to talk to him I just have to actually make time to do that and reach out to him and it sounds interesting I don't know too much about it but it just from what I've heard it sounds interesting and so I want to get to know more about that and so since I know him, it's going to be easier to go up and say, hey, do you have however much time to talk about this? Let's get lunch and actually do that. And so like I put that on my personal development plan. So now my supervisor sees it and he's going to actually like be the one like, hey, have you done this? No. All right, let's get that going. So it's it's out there for people to see showing that I want to do it. And like I said previously, like if I get behind or whatever, I'm still going to have someone that's going to push me and be like, let's get this going. Or it's in my own hands at that point. Why don't you do it tomorrow? There is a reason. There's an underlying reason why you don't do it tomorrow. Like there is a reason why you have waited over and over. And Brandon said it. I mean, Brady said it in the master of the start podcast. He was saying that, Brady, what was the term you used about tomorrow? That was a good one. Like tomorrow never comes. So what is the reason for you no, never letting... No, I don't letting... think I'm going to be rejected. I just, I don't I, know. Like, why never let it happen? I don't know what's like, holding what's the re- back. Are you I think scared it's just of being me rejected? being lazy. Well, there's got to be more than laziness. It's either you plain out don't want it. You don't want it enough to go do it. But if your response is, no, I seriously do want it then there's something that's yeah. scary or risky about it that makes you I don't know. I think it's just because I see no, I don't do the people it. that are in that position today, right now it. and they've been with the company for over 10 years and there's no one that's in my time that I've been there that's doing it. And I think that just kind of throws me back a little. Like I feel like I need to be that high up. To like take the actual position is what you're saying? Yeah. But to talk to him, no, like that's just on me for. That's what I was. I was asking what what was your yeah. Bobby? Are you talking about actually taking the position? Or are you talking about? Okay, okay yeah, that's what I, I thought. Talking, that's what I, I thought. I I think I'm just yeah scared. I guess. No, talking to him. Just wasting his time. And let's well, talk about that. What are you yeah, scared I, of? I know Brady. You you can answer this too. Yeah. Have you when someone has come to you, Brady, and asked for your opinion people because love talking about you happen to know something yeah. in your field? Have you ever? ever been shattered like they were going to waste your time so like what what else since that was fear number one what else are you worried about i'm not making you do anything i'm just saying if you want to do it 
this on this piece of paper that you just explained. It's probably because I'm lazy. I mean, you know I'm just being hard on you because... It's not, like, this isn't like, I think... Because we all know like, that you can be this a isn't you. beast this in is whatever like, you want, this is what but then people, you just wait Yeah, this is what people go through. And I'm trying to... Because, like, it's, this happens this to everybody. Like, this doesn't... And I'm trying to think of what... I think people don't fear... Maybe fear is the wrong word. People don't understand the value of time. I think people don't have the urgency because they think, like, I can do this tomorrow. I can do this next week. I can do this in a month, and it's not going to change my... Like, there's no reason I have to go do this today. And I think people don't understand the value of time. That's even, like... I, I mean, I guess maybe take out, like, the ultra-successful because that's what they do better than... That's what they do better than everybody else is, like, they use their time better than anyone else. Like, usually they're not inherently smarter or more gifted or anything like that. They just use their time way better. But I think people get trapped in the mindset that time is unlimited and that they can do things at any time. When I, like, I can do this in a week. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it in a month. Me doing this today doesn't have any impact or tomorrow doesn't have any impact on me. And I think people don't understand whether it's urgency or the value of time. I, like, I can't explain it past that, but. I mean, that's part of it, too, is, like, I think that I'll just have all this time to do everything that I feel like I need to do before it. And then that guy could be gone in the company next week. And then have to start and find someone else to talk to and then that'll just make it even harder i think that's i also think on top of that brady people just get so comfortable like i even think about me if i'm just working on pure web development stuff for like two days straight and the next day i have just a boatload of meetings yeah. like i'm kind of excited for them but i'm also kind of anxious that i have to get out of my comfort yeah. zone of just sitting there on a computer all day and all of a sudden i actually have to make decisions i actually have to lead people I'm like, screw that. Like, this was so comfortable. Like, I don't want to do that. It's so today. easy to do because it's like, so easy. Sometimes to do. I even think yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I should just email everyone. It's uncomfortable and to have that conversation. Screw or to it. Have the <laughs> sense of like, shit. Like, I just want to wait. Go wrong. But you know, if I don't do it. Nothing can but go wrong. You know, the thing is, exactly. And the thing is, it's like, well, if I keep living this life the way I am right now, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable right now. Like, I am. I guess I could live like this. I mean. But when you think about it, then at least the way I think about it, when I get comfortable and I'm like, oh, I could, I could do this. Then I think about myself doing the same exact thing when I'm 50 and being in the same exact position. Yeah, that's, and a, I go, that's what scares me the most. Oh my too. gosh. If I was in the same spot at 50, I'd be so disappointed in myself. And then that gets me yeah, to go, so okay, you're me, doing that meeting today this because is, this is, you better not be here at the age of 50. getting off topic or what, where this is. But yeah. a big problem that I have with that is... I let perfect like keep me from great or perfect keeping me from good. Like everything I produce, I just want it to be just like sign on the dotted line, like all the T's are crossed, like all the I's are dotted. Everything's perfect. And that like slows down progress for me a lot of the time because I just have this like inherent, like everything has to be perfect before I set it out there. And the thing is, but like I, I could, I could have been done a week ago or two weeks ago at 95% or 98%. And people, like a lot of people don't see that last 2%. And a lot of times the last 2% doesn't really matter because you're going to have to revamp what you do anyways. Maybe I'm the only one that struggles with this, but I think a lot more people struggle with this too is like, I'm going to wait for the perfect time. Like I'm going to wait till I'm like feeling great to do this. Like I, I'm going to wait until next month when this happens. I'm going to wait until someone comes up to me to start this. Or I, I got, I'm going to start working out when I get that new pair of shoes. I'm going to start putting in time when I get the new like laptop. Everybody wants to wait till perfect, but 
I think that's what slows down growth for a ton of people. That's like a little bit of a tangent, but I, I think that plays into the whole like I have yeah. unlimited time so I can just wait for everything to be perfect when in, in fact, like if you wait for everything to be perfect, you're going to miss out on all the opportunities and chances to grow. But that's with everyone too. I mean, exactly. I mean, not even everyone. I yep. think it's even corporations have a huge problem with it. They wait for their product to be perfect so they don't launch, you know, marketing strategies. It needs to be pure perfection so they don't deliver the amount of content they need to deliver. That's a huge problem. But I think just so we can wrap up Brandon, so we can talk to Joey. Brandon, can you agree that you're going to talk to him tomorrow? You're either you're either gonna leave him a voicemail. I can IM him. He actually he's why don't you just call him right now like, and leave him a voicemail in his office? I am him tomorrow. Because sometimes he's out of the office, sometimes he's in it. But either way, I mean, I'll send him an email if he's not in the office. Okay, so is that gonna be the thing you do this week? Yes. Actually, not this week. Sorry, tomorrow. Yeah. And you're gonna come back next week and say you did it. Yes. And you're not gonna <laughs> come back next week and Promise. say, oh, "Hey, Joey, <laughs> so I feel what, like your yeah, situation's different. Everybody's different." <laughs> what kind of cold take is that? Well, it just Joey seems different. So, Joey, what is your so good vision or life goal or what did I used? To what want? do you even want? What did I used to want? Well, because I remember what you used to want, and I'm curious if you still want it. Well, when we used to talk about it sophomore year, Joey Traxler just wanted to work as an accountant as a in a I mean, for a couple of years and then go off and start his own thing within the accounting industry. But he didn't um, want to work for anyone for all that long. But that was also five better, years ago. I mean, I'm feeling towards working under someone, the amount that I'm learning right now. Not that I, I mean, I definitely could be learning a good amount if I even wasn't working under someone. But the fact that I have someone who constantly reviews your work, who constantly is working with you, can see you grow, can see where you struggle, can make recommendations based off of what they see. I think that's really useful and beneficial for me. Long term wise, and it's tough because I know that we're going to bring this up in like five years. Be like, you fucked up. <laughs> to be totally honest, that's the main Not if you're happy. To be happy and to be creating value in other people's lives. Whether that be continuing with and excelling in what I'm doing right now in the same field, I guess. I wouldn't say what I'm doing right now, but just in the same field of, of work or something totally different. I mean, I've always thought about something involving involving animals. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet, like when I was really younger. And then I found out I was allergic to dogs and it just... You're <laughs> allergic to dogs? I didn't know that. And cats. It sucks. Well, I don't really like cats, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... So that just like killed me. So yeah, I wanted to be a vet when I was younger. And when I found out I was allergic, I'm like, well, that's not going to happen because I can't be surrounded by animals. Eventually, I wouldn't mind being involved with animals. I mean, I see the impact that the positive impact that animals have had on my life and the positive impact that they've had on other people's um, just physically, emotionally, and how they've physically been helpful with CNI dogs or just service dogs in general, or there's therapy dogs, for example, who emotionally will support you and, and be there and uh, they can really help in a lot of ways. And even if your dog isn't certified, this still makes you happy. Somehow being involved with that world, that industry, if it's an industry, and whether that be bringing my expertise, if you want to call it that, of my financial accounting background, to that world, or maybe it's taking on a whole different role. Um, I would be open to either as long as I'm happy and creating value for people. Yeah, I think you brought up like a really, really, really good. Is Brandon still here? 
Yeah, he's right. This isn't Taurus Brandon, but this is just for everybody. I want everybody to hear this because I think this comes up a lot, and I think you brought it up really well. This is a legitimate question. You always hear if money wasn't in the picture, if money wasn't a thing, what would you do with your life? Or would you be doing what you're doing right now? And I, I you like kind of kind of talked about that. My question is that a legitimate statement to be like basing your life off of? Because like yeah, that's all that's all like well and good. In some instances, I think money does bring maybe a sense of security, and maybe this is just like me in my head, but like a sense of security that brings some part of happiness. Or if you want to travel, it brings happiness. Is that a legitimate question to be asking yourself, or for other people to ask you, like if money wasn't a wasn't an object, what would you be doing with your life? Because I, I I honestly don't have like I was thinking about it, I don't have an answer. Like I I don't know. I think you bring up a good point in the fact that. And it almost sounds bad, but to some extent, money can bring joy because, and not that you have to have it to have happiness, but it can cause joy. It can be one of the resulting factors. And for instance, going on vacation, that brings me a ton of joy. I need money to do that. Well, I won't say need, but. Yeah. yeah you, to, do, to, do, to go where you want to go, see what you want to see, it costs money. It costs something. So um, mm -hmm. I would say long-term vision, I think it's a legitimate question. I think long-term vision, what you would do if money weren't in the picture is legitimate. At the moment, right now, I think it, it's kind of a combo. It's kind of a mix of the two. You might be sacrificing one for the other a little bit more. You should still be doing something that you kind of like. If you need to make money, sometimes you need to make money. I don't know. Bobby, what, what do you think? I feel like I know you. I'd opinion. like to hear Brandon's <laughs> opinion first. Because I have a pretty strong I opinion on this one. don't really like it. Just like thinking about it, it's just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. Like, obviously, I wouldn't be doing my job right now. It's not something I'm totally in love with. I don't know exactly what I'm totally in love with, but I think just thinking about if money wasn't a thing just seems kind of weird to me to think about just because people would be going crazy and there'd be no control over anything. Maybe that's thinking about it too weird, but like, I don't know. I just think it's fairy tale-ish. Okay, so before anybody else says anything, I know Bobby's going to have an instance on this. But see, I think that's the instance where it actually is a legitimate question. Like, that's, that's my one instance where it is a legitimate question. Like, I think it's different when you're saying, like, oh, this is going to, like, I, I love traveling or I love, maybe, like, I love going to, like, sporting event. I don't know what it is. Like, I want to see my family, whatever it is. That money is going to bring it to me. So the, the job is the way for me to get that. But I think that is the one instance where I think it actually is a legitimate question to say, if you're only working for that money, what are you doing? Oh, well, me mentally, if I was just working yeah. for the money, like, I, and I know, Brandon, you're not only working for the money, but a majority of it is for the money. Holy crap, would I go in tomorrow and quit? And this is where my opinion is very dependent on multiple situations. If money was no object, I would be doing something different. I'll admit that right now. Yes, I would be doing the same thing that I'm doing now. I'd be building companies, but I would not be here in Minnesota. I would be randomly traveling around the world with very little in my bank account and trying to make things work remotely and just seeing how it works. And not, I wouldn't put so much time into scaling it quickly right now with the people around me. And the reason why 
I currently, and this might just be my way of justifying it, in my situation, I believe this wedding ring and the idea of having kids in the near future changes a lot. In my opinion, I believe I have a responsibility to not only do the things that I love to death, but to do the things that I love while also financially providing for my family. I believe that is my responsibility as a man, as the husband, and that's what I want to do. That ultimately will make me the happiest providing for my family while doing something I love. So that's why, that's why it looks the way it looks for me right now. Now on the opposite side, if I was you three and I had no responsibility besides myself, I would play that idea in my head all the time, I think. Because if I was on my own right now, I could live with nothing, essentially. I could quit all of this tomorrow and just slum it around in that truck and try to figure out what I love and do what I love every day because this is the only moment in my life that I can ever do that. You without kids or being married, it's the only time in your life that you guys can legitimately do what you want to do every day and explore exactly what you want and take risks on every little thing because it doesn't matter. If there was one thing, and I hope Ashley never listens to this, but if there was one thing about getting married early, I really wish I had the opportunity to take a whole lot more risk to put me in a whole lot more uncomfortable positions before I got married. Because at this very moment, I can't take some of those risks because I have a wife. There are places I wanted, like in my mind, and I can't wait to do this, I just need us to be married a little longer, like I want to go to some of the crappiest places in Africa and work with their communities and try to build a company there with them to create some sustainable economy within their community. But I feel like yeah. it's my responsibility to not bring my wife into a dangerous position because I would never be able to live with myself if something happened to her. That's where I think like Joey, Brandon, Brady, if you have the opportunity, I don't get why you wouldn't do it tomorrow. Worst case scenario you couldn't afford your new $1,800 apartment you guys just got. And Brandon, you would have to move out to the Burbs and pay 300 bucks a month for a crap place, but you'd be spending eight hours a day doing something you love. Like that doesn't make any freaking sense to me. Yeah. Because eight hours a day, five days a week, that's freaking half of your waking life. Like I can't imagine not enjoying what I want to do for half yeah, of my waking I mean life. It's not like I go into work and I hate my life. I would life. dread waking up in the morning. I know, I get that, but I'm saying I just the I just don't know areas, how I, I could outwardly live with say. any I think passion. A lot, I think in a lot of cases is what it is, is it's like a means to a lot of other things. You have a job, like, that allows you to whatever it is that you like to do. Like, you get to, you can go, like, spend, like, you can spend money on, like, a lifetime membership. You can have, like, a nice apartment, like, a nice comfortable apartment. You can go to the bars and, like, drink with your friends on weekends like whatever it is that people like to do, yeah. like a job, yeah, it's like 40 hours a week, but you might like work with people you really like, even though it's not something like your best fit ever. Like it's still paying the money that's letting you do the things that you enjoy. Like even though you, you feel like you're paying too much on a car, like it gives you the opportunity to have a car like that. Like if you're just like dicking around day in and day out doing whatever, like you don't have that car, you don't have the apartment. And like if those are things that, you enjoy you like to do i think that's that's what people's mindset is and i agree with you but i also think like in my mind it goes how dumb is it to 
have the nice car, maybe if you limited yourself to going out once or twice a month instead of five times a month, wouldn't that be well worth it if you could change yeah, I, jobs I, I, and do something you love and make 32000 a year instead of forty-five? I feel like all these people are missing out on a job that makes them truly happy because they're worried about like this income difference of like five grand or 10 grand when they could ultimately change all these little things in their lives no, that and that's, and after that's, they got like, into a pattern of it very for a realistic month, and i think that they would that just be, be so true, much happier and they'd be the, doing something they love the fact day. is that a lot of people prioritize or care about whatever you want to say those like littler things that you're talking about like and and that's like that's not you but that's whether it's like i can't tell you how many people that i work with that or i had to buy a new car because my car broke down but like you get three months of paycheck and it's brand new car right away just because like that's what it is it's like now i'm getting paid this mo amount of money so now i can pay two grand 2200 for an apartment a month because that's they like coming home and having that like i I'm, I'm not because I, Bobby, I 100% agree with you. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like word track the thought process because like, no, I, agree I know, with you I know that I think I that is the case, but I think people like having that the security or what maybe it's complacency or comfortability in what those other things. And my thing is, I think a lot of people, I think it's maybe split down the middle in the sense where I think a lot of people mm -hmm. like it and love that $2,200 apartment. Because what, they genuinely yeah. really like it. And if they didn't have to buy anything else but that $2,200 apartment every month, that makes them happy. But then I think the other half of people are Correct. in that $2,200 apartment because everyone around them is in a nice apartment. And they feel like they need to do it to that. be in the 100%. norm. Even without them really thinking about it, they feel like they need to be there because other people they know are there. When they really, if they took a step back and they thought about what it would be like to live in a $300 place and they really looked at it. So I think, I bet half I agree would be with like, you. you know and what? I think I this actually goes back to the argument place. that you made earlier. And that would be like, life changing for them. This is the only time in your life when you're going to be able to do some of that stuff. So I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people see that as right now and they spend money in that, in that mindset. Like this is the only time I'm going to be able to like live wherever I want and like in, in whatever apartment I want, this is the only time I'm going to get to go out and like buy like all these things without anybody telling me like where to spend my money, what to do it on. Like this is the one time I'm going to have like, and that, that might not be true, but like this is the one time I'm going to be like t whatever it is, like 25, 21, 25, like 28 years old being able to do whatever I want with this. And I think people see that as like, well, I don't want during this like lifespan of whatever it is, three, five years, like. I don't want to spend those years in a $300 apartment. I would rather like spend that time in a $2,200 $2, apartment because like this is the, my one chance to do that. So people see that as like this is when you were saying like this is your one time to do whatever you want. I think people see that on the other end as like, oh, I can save money down the road. Like right now I want to like live my life like and spend it on everything that I want. I think you just my whole life. What? So I think you just talked about my whole life. <laughs> Joey, I would ask you, because I, I know you're you're in a career that you still like. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's other things that you would maybe want to do a little more, but you still like what you do. The question is, why, That's why are you not working with animals mm -hmm. like on the weekends and stuff? I do, actually. I volunteer. So my, I feel like I can and do like, more. Does that fulfill um, the itch? I don't know if or it's do you feel like you need more? I don't know if it's about fulfilling the itch. I just feel like I could be doing more. 
but I mean, with the time right now, it. that's that's all I got. <laughs> they like they do like some there's some like intake stuff that they do on the weekends. That's basically just getting dogs from shelters and getting them vetted, getting them um, shots and <clears throat> bathed, and getting them pictures take get helping them get pictures taken so they're up for adoption on the website and stuff like that do you ultimately like helping animals like i'm saying like where in the animal world like what do you like and the reason why i'm asking is because i just it's always interesting to me because i feel like a lot of people will be like and ashley's one of these people she's always like like i just want to help kids you know but with my work hours i can't really help them because like Mary's place doesn't allow me to be there during those hours because I can't go there late at night or something like that. And when we sat down and talked about it, I was like, so what do you really like? Is it just the fact that you really need to have the interaction with the kids or ultimately you still feel like you're doing something that's fulfilling and helping the world by basically like, even mm -hmm. if it's raising money for the kids or it's like raising awareness for the kids, whatever it is. And she talked about it and she's like, you know what? Like, honestly, like, I just wish I could just, just do anything for them. Anything. Like, I don't need to be there. I and mean, I'd ultimately like to be there and interact with them, but anything to bring value to those kids. And so, like, in her free time, so she's nannying, right? So if the kids that she's nannying have a day off of school and she doesn't need to go in, instead of spending that time watching Netflix, because that's what was really driving her crazy that she would spend time watching any type of TV. Now she's sitting there designing her own Wix site to bring awareness to the fact that there are all these kids that are struggling by Mary's place. And like her ultimate goal is to start raising awareness and finding some money to give Mary's place a few of the extra things that they're looking for. And I was just like curious if there's other avenues that you haven't thought of that you can do for 30 minutes every day. That would bring you like, even though I didn't have a lot of time today, I did this 30 minutes mm -hmm. to help that dog. See, I have it. And that's, that's an like, interesting that's point. Fulfilling like, for me. I like, was that brings me bring joy before like I go to bed. That like one of my things is like, and I think it's like one of the huge reasons I volunteer. And I don't know if it's just like super selfish, but like I have to see like the impact that I'm making. Otherwise I have like a really tough time with the translation. Like if I'm not like, I can do like both where I'm doing like what you're talking about where like she's like raising awareness and doing all that if i'm also like working with the kids but like if i'm only working because like i i'm on like the board of a different nonprofit, and it's weird because i think like the impact is probably bigger what i'm yeah. doing um like on the operations side and like but i don't actually get to see the the impact that i'm making and the benefit that people are getting from that and i have a really tough time like getting passionate about that work whereas like I can go volunteer for like six hours and I feel incredible afterwards. And like, I have to like see, cause I can easily see like the benefit that, that people are getting out of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like very much like the hands-on, like I can do both, but if I don't have at least some hands-on component, like I, I just like, I have a tough time buy, like really buying in. And I think that's maybe just mental for me, but I don't, I think people like sit on both sides of that fence. Oh, for sure. They definitely um, do. And that's well, why I was curious. Going back where, to well, kind of going back to your Where do original you question of, yeah, I think it was, is there different avenues or, 
I don't know. I feel like oh, there's yeah. numerous numerous questions there. It was are there different are there numerous avenues and what do you actually want to do? Do you actually like care about the an- like the animals or do you want to do do you want to help the animals? What do you want? So yes, I love the animals, but I don't know if I want to like be like helping the animals. You know, I want to be. I mean, I I would I wouldn't mind it at all, but that might not be the angle. I I love I love the way like I said before that the amazing impact that animals can have on our lives and bringing those two together somehow, some way, and just making people happier or just helping them with their physical ailments, their mental ailments, whatever it may be. I think that would be, if you had to force me in a corner and tell me what the the main purpose of it all, I think that, that would be it right there. Um, but along that way might be helping the animals too that might come along with it well because i just think like brady like what you were saying you're one of those people that need to be very hands-on and i think that's great because if we don't have hands-on people then nothing happens and if we don't have people that like to just be hands-off then there's no progress but i always believe and like i feel like joey like and i could be 100 percent wrong but just when i listen to you over the years just what I get from it is like, you kind of know what you want to do and you kind of enjoy what you do, but you also miss, you have this little factor in your life that you can never fulfill on a daily. Like there's just this little gap based on what you do every day. doesn't get filled. And that's why every day, like if you look at past podcasts, you ask like, how do you manage your time? Like, what do you guys do at night for like routines? Like, do you write about stuff? Like, how do you get that little fulfillment from writing? How do you, what do you, how do you really schedule your time so you feel f- more fulfilled by what you get done throughout the day? Like, what you accomplish? Like, I always feel like I don't accomplish things. And I just wonder if you have such a love for animals, I always wonder what avenue could you take to fulfill that little love every day? And even when you had a crap day at work or you didn't get as much done as you wanted to get done, you could take 15 minutes and even it's just one little thing that you did for a dog in 15 minutes or whatever the animal is that you could do it and you could lay down at to go to bed at night and be like, hell yeah, I did that one thing today. And even though some things at work didn't go right, I made that one little difference and ultimately I'm super passionate about that. And I'm just very curious. I, I have no idea what that is, but I feel like just just taking 15 to 30 minutes every single night and time blocking it and just thinking through what you could do to really explore that passion. There's, there's always an, there's always an excuse. Like there's something and I, maybe not during busy season, but I just think every, yeah, I feel like every single week, like every single day we can figure out how to do things in a way that allow us to buy ourselves another 15 minutes or 30 minutes if we really want it. And for some of us, that 15 or 30 minutes so, can change our whole first outlook off, on the day. I love that point. Second off, I have no, I have no idea what that looks like right now. And thirdly, I think that's something that would be good for in the morning or at night. Mm-hmm. It would start the day off, right? Feeling great. Sure. But oh, I... I it, I think it yep. I don't know what you think Brady but I think it just depends on what mm-hmm. type of person you are because like I'm I'm definitely a night guy 
you well, know it, dep- so like it depends for me, on something it like that though like i would so like i would you never know? be able and to I think wake Brady's up and do that for 30 minutes person. in the morning because like i would feel like i'm losing progress on like starting my day even though like it's super important i just know like at the end of the day is when i can throughout the day i can create time for it so like while i'm eating lunch i can say like i'm gonna cut 15 minutes off my lunch so i can put this in at the end of the day whereas if i start this in the morning i feel like if I do stuff that's not related to like my task at hand, even though it still would be really important, I feel like I'm starting the day behind. But that's like my personal thing. I, I wouldn't be able to do it in the morning. I would be in the night. I think one of the big things too is that, yeah, reserve. I think it would be good to do it at night. Do it yeah, you reserve 15 minutes to a half hour. But if you're rolling, you can extend that time, you know? Whereas in, in the morning, like prior to work, like, okay. Yeah, I have a hard cut off. Yeah. I have a hard cut off at a half hour. All right, I'm stopping here. So I agree with that, but I also, the thing that concerns me all the time about the night is I always get worried that it's not consistent because it's the last thing on your plate and Mm -hmm. the whole day, everything that happens throughout the day has the chance of rolling over that priority. And when you think about it, it's essentially, if you really, really, really thought about it, that is the only priority within the day. And like everything else around it is the superficial crap that you just do to live. And so like part of me always goes, yeah, maybe you can't do it in the morning. But I almost think like even in a busy job like you have, like just going, I'm like, I got to take lunch. It just it is what it is. And I have this thing. I either need to hop on this phone call for 30 minutes or I need to do this for 30 minutes and you just do it. Like I think I think a lot of people. And I could be wrong because I'm not very good with the corporate setting, but I think a lot of people are really afraid of taking 15 or 30 out of their day when they could really make it up at other to- other points within their day, but they're scared of going outside that little norm when if they just started doing it, like people wouldn't even notice. They just wouldn't talk to you during those 15 or 30 minutes. Everyone would be accustomed to like, oh, Joey's gone during that time or he's doing his thing during that time. And he makes yeah, up I for think, it at the beginning, makes up for it at the end. I don't end, want to get too off topic and Joey, here, but some, for some reason, is happier that, after that 30 um, minutes. I feel like it's an old school way of thinking and not what, what you're saying. I'm saying when people judge you for not being at the job 8 to eight to 4, 8 to 5, nonstop, you know? Like, I'll get my hours in. I'll get my work done. Just, I'll do it. I mean, I might take an hour break, but I'll stay an extra hour or whatever, like, as long as I get my work done and it's good work, I don't know what you're complaining about, right? So, I mean, and you might not be familiar with that just because you haven't been as in touch with um, mm-hmm. this type of corporate work. Um, but I think that's one of the big um, problems in in the corporate world right now is people are like, you need to be working 20, not 24, sorry, eight to five constantly and if you take a break then what are you doing it's like well yeah because even people here at this co-working space i've been doing this thing like the last five or six days i've just been getting up at 12 30 i've been leaving all my stuff at the desk i walk out the door i drive to lifetime i play some basketball and work out for an hour because i realize when i do it at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day i miss like half of the time and I don't schedule meetings between 12.30 and 2. And I've been coming back in and all of them make fun of me. They go, where do you go? I was like, when it works exactly. out. You don't know. Like, you, you leave at like 5. You have no day. idea how late I stay. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. 
Like I stay here until 12 o'clock every night. And I was like, legitimately, like all of you guys could go do it with me and stay until six or seven and your employer would have no idea. Like you just don't do it because you're scared of these norms that everyone places in your head. When you think about it, when you bring it up like that, I think it depends on the task. I don't know. That's when I would do it, I guess. There are also things like one of my big ones that I'm like trying to implement is like, I love, like I'm terrible Mm -hmm. at it, but I love playing the piano, like teaching myself to play the piano. I absolutely love it. And the reason I like putting it in the, at the end of the day is because, like, all like I actually look forward to doing that at the end of the day. So it's not like I want to, like, wake up and knock it out. Like, it's not that sort of feeling to it. Like, I want to – like, I love having that at the end of the day because I know, like, I'm going to get 30 minutes that I can just, like, swipe everything else and just, like, do this to myself. And that's different than, like, working out or doing whatever. But I think it depends on the task. Maybe not, but that's kind of how I see it. That's fair. Joey, can you commit can, yeah. to I, making a certain amount of will. time every day to just at least look into what you would want to do with animals? Uh-huh. Can that be the thing this week? I just want to I just want people to actually have concrete tasks. Because I believe if there's an actual That's the other thing that pees me off. I think no everyone mm-hmm. talks about it and then they end the conversation without a concrete task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it makes no prog- then nobody makes any progress. And it was like a wasted conversation. <laughs> and then it's really easy for people to hold yeah, each other accountable. Yeah, friends can have one. Which is nice. And we definitely went nice and long on this one. All yeah, right. We'll just hop into the So closing. that was a you lengthy just close it up? episode today. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Thank you for listening. As always, follow us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, no. no, we're going to. LinkedIn. Find Brady's blogs good stuff. Thank you everyone. Have a good week.